Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Okay, food bloggers, have you heard of Flowdesk, the new big email marketing rage? This is an amazing new option for managing your email subscriber list. It is super easy to use and it comes with gorgeous, intuitive drag and drop templates. And Flowdesk does not charge based on number of subscribers, so your monthly rate will stay the same from month to month. Everyone pays $38 a month or use my affiliate link to get 50% off and pay only $19 a month. You guys, this is a fraction of the price of other email service providers, and you'll be blown away by the beautiful and intuitive templates waiting for you inside. Visit eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources to grab your link. Flowdesk, the stunning new option for email marketing. Hello, food bloggers. Welcome to the Eat Blog Talk podcast made for you, food bloggers who are seeking value for your blogs and your lives. In today's episode, I will be talking to Barbara Hobart from homeplateswholesale.com, and we will be discussing creating custom products that food bloggers will devour. Barbara has been creating custom products since 1994 through her company, Home Plates Worldwide. She invented the first decorative light switch cover, which required no rewiring and launched her company in the UK and Australia. In today's episode, I will be talking to Barbara Hobart from homeplateswholesale.com, and we will be discussing creating custom products that food bloggers will devour. Barbara has been creating custom products since 1994 through her company, Home Plates Worldwide. She invented the first decorative light switch cover, which required no rewiring and launched her company in the UK and Australia. Her most recent product line, Best Ever Backdrops, is geared toward food bloggers and photographers. When she's not creating her own products, she develops and manufactures products for hundreds of companies, large and small, and is launching her course, Private Label Brand Academy, which teaches you how to create your own products so you can generate revenue, build brand awareness, and stop promoting someone else's brand. Hey, Barbara, I am really eager to dive into this topic today. But before we do that, give us a quick fun fact about yourself. Okay, well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, the one thing people probably don't know is that my real profession, I'm actually a television writer producer. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I spent my entire career writing so I inadvertently ended up manufacturing products, which is, it kind of sucks. Isn't funny how things inadvertently happen when you don't expect them to, and then they turn out being something that you love? Absolutely. I, love that. I never expected to actually end up as a television comedy writer slash manufacturer. Yeah, it's quite um, a combo. <laughs> it, yeah, it's also weird on a, on a business card. Uh, yeah, a lot of people like that. Actually, what happened was I was living in Los Angeles because right now I'm based in Chicago. But what happened was I was on a hiatus from a show and I didn't feel like writing as most writers do. And I was goofing around in my garage and I had just bought a new house and it was okay. It was in the 90s. So sponge painting was really Mm. big. And I had apparently sponge painted every vertical surface in the entire house. (laughs) 
And I, <laughs> yeah, mini Martha Stewart here. And I saw these white light switch covers on the wall. And I thought, hmm. And, you know, back then, I know this is hard to believe, but back then, there was really no such thing as decorative light switch plate covers. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like not a thing or a product. Anyway, so I was doing like decoupage and glue and paper, and I was like, you know, kind of being crafty or whatever, mainly, as I said, because I didn't really feel like writing. And so I put them all up over the house, and some friends had come up and go, oh, my God, these are really cute. And they said, you know, you should sell these. I said, well, I kind of have a job at the studio. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I ended up hiring some stay-at-home moms, and we started making them. And it was not, you know, really lucrative, but, you know, then some stores kind of liked them, and I started selling them. And again, they were handcrafted. Anyway, so this was going on to like around 2003, believe it or not. And I was in London visiting some friends, and they had just redecorated their entire kitchen, this beautiful Italian tile. Oh. And on their backsplash were these like hideous white square light switches. So I said to my friend Jonathan, let me make you a decorative light switch cover. And he goes, you, you can't. I said, well, what, what do you mean I can't? And in England, their switches are physically molded into the plastic and then wired into the wall. Unlike ours in America, our light switch cover is in the wall and then you just take off the light switch and then you yeah. replace it. Okay. So I said, you mean like the whole country is like this? And he says, yeah. And so I went, huh. So I went back to Los Angeles two days later and I said, I'm inventing a light switch cover that requires no rewiring. I love it. <laughs> now, I'm a comedy writer and I don't even know what the word injection molding right. is. I don't even know what I'm inventing, but I'm inventing yeah. something. And sure enough, I figured it out. And nine months later, I launched my company in England. That is so awesome. And I introduced the first decorative light switch cover that required no rewiring. And Home Plates was born. Uh. And I had a bunch of different designs, but mainly I became a manufacturer for brands. And my first major company that found me at a trade show was Laura Ashley. And so they gave me all their wallpapers, and I basically took them and matched them so it was like a seamless look. Now, mind you, this is really before, like, the Internet was, like, huge and big and whatever. So there was no Facebook, and there was no – I mean, this is, like, two years before fire was invented. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so that's how I got started, and from there, it kind of – developed into my creating custom products. Oh, I love that. So what a great fun fact too, that you, you have such a diverse background and then you just really yeah. saw a need for something and just made it happen. And like you said, you had no knowledge in certain aspects of the process, but yet you knew that it could be profitable and worthwhile. So you made it happen. That's super Absolutely. inspiring. So let's dive into this. You already gave us your fun fact. Let's talk about creating a custom product that food bloggers specifically are going to love and devour. So many food bloggers, myself included, rely solely or largely, I should say, on ad revenue for income. Affiliate programs and brand partnerships are also ways to tap into extra revenue. But there are other ways to bring in more money that a lot of us don't pay enough attention to, like you've pointed out, Barbara. And that is to create a product line that can be sold to 
and will also benefit food bloggers. So I think a great place to start, Barbara, is to tell us how creating a custom product can benefit us and benefit our brands. Okay, perfect. The main thing I think is that custom products create brand awareness and build your brand identity. And custom products keep your brand in the hands of your followers. And they can be used for other things other than just generating revenue. They can also be used for contests and giveaways. And there's nothing worse that I see is that when somebody spends all this time and effort building their blog and you get people to your blog, however you do your marketing, whether it's through Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook or your email list, is you get them there and then you're sending them away to purchase products made by other Mm, companies. So true. So here's a really good example. Let's say you do meal prep. Okay. And so you have these great meal prep recipes and ideas, and then everybody wants them, so they're downloading that. And then you're using an affiliate link, for instance, to food storage containers because they have to put their foods that they prepared in something, and then you're sending them off to go buy OXO of food storage containers. So the only two people that are getting rich on this are OXO and Amazon. Hmm. So it's really simple if you want to create your own line of food storage containers, I can help you do that. And there's so many different ones to choose from. You could do glass or plastic or silicone, reusables, disposables. And the thing that's the most important is to get your logo and your brand on your product. That's fascinating. And I can probably speak for a lot of food bloggers by saying that This is not something that's on our radar and it's not something we think of. We love promoting the products that we love and we typically don't think to stand outside the box and look at another option. Like you're mentioning, we can actually create products. So I like your idea of just taking something simple like meal storage containers and putting your own spin on it and creating it to fit your needs, whether it's plastic or a combination of plastic and glass or whatever it is, and getting your own name on it. Right. Oh, I just absolutely love that idea. Absolutely. The thing is, you know, like, let's say everybody's going to the grocery store. Well, have your own grocery tote. Have something that has your logo that also like, just like when you're walking down the street with like a cup, let's say from Starbucks, that's free advertising. So when people are walking around with your tote bag, they're seeing your brand. Right. And the sky really is the limit. I mean, think about all the products that we use daily. And I don't know, I'm just, as you're talking, I'm thinking I'm going to start paying attention more to what I'm using and what I'm interacting with daily. And could I make it better? Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I have in the course is that you look at the products that you're using every day and you're promoting. Yeah. And one of the things that probably get into this a little bit later, but the thing is most people have fear that they're going to have to, you know, buy like tens of thousands of something and, you know, hold a lot of inventory or turn their dining room into a mailing house. So we'll get into that later, but there's so many different types of things, you know, and it's not just for food bloggers. I mean, it could be a lifestyle blogger or a beauty blogger, but all the products that you use on a daily basis that people even might be in there. Oh, where'd you get that? I mean, how many times do people say, Oh my God, I love that. Where did so you get often, that? Yep. Absolutely. And so this is something where you can actually now have 
your own brand awareness and building your identity. Because the thing that you really want is to have your brand in the hands of your followers every day. Mm. Like one of the products that's really cool that a lot of people maybe have heard of, but like for instance, a lot of people don't know what Swedish dishcloths are, but they're biodegradable and they're compostable. Mm. They last six to nine months. You can put a fabulous design on them and people do the dishes and wash up every day. So why not have your logo or your brand on that Swedish dishcloth? Right. So there's like a ton of different things you could do that are something that you may not have even thought of. So I think that's a good place to start, just kind of paying attention to what you are using and then also pay attention to what people are saying to you. Oh, that's a great cup. Where'd you get that? I like that because I hear that all the time. And I say that all the time, too, Mm -hmm. when I'm interacting with people, people I don't even know. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love that cup. Tell me where you got it. So just kind of like taking note of that, I think, is a good place to start. And as far as like food blogging related products, as you're taking photos or video or as you're in the kitchen cooking or baking, just there are so many things that we interact with daily. Well, here's something that's interesting that people may not have thought about. Yeah, let's hear it. Everybody uses spices. Yeah. Everybody uses salt and pepper. Why not put your logo on Himalayan pink salt and Mm, pepper? I love it. Or there's a different spice blends or things that you might, you know, like certain types of barbecue rubs or whatever. You can basically create your own spice line. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, we don't have to overcomplicate this. It can be something as simple as salt and pepper or spices. Absolutely. And it's in their hands every day. Or containers that they go into even. Absolutely. Okay. So if we are going to create a custom product and we've been pondering this and we kind of come up with a few ideas, what is our next step to take? Well, there's a couple of ways to think about this. You can either do something where you're using a print on demand service. There's a ton out there right now. So in other words, if you don't really want to go purchase stock and hold inventory, not that you'd be physically holding it, we'll get into that because there's fulfillment centers or fulfilled by Amazon or mailing houses you can use. But let's say you just want to create some products that are ordered as orders come in. For instance, whether there's mugs or a T-shirt or an apron or there's a ton of different print-on-demand services that you can create your own product and just order one at a time so you don't have to hold stock. So that's one way. Now, a lot of these companies have a lot of different products that can be made. But like, for instance, a line of spices or a line of food storage containers, those may not be available. And then, for instance, something like my company, which is, you know, called Home Plates Worldwide, there's about 500,000 products on the back end of my website. So in other words, if you wanted to type into the search engine, food storage containers or stainless steel kids water bottles, a whole array of products are going to come up and you can choose them by color or by size or by style and then have those decorated with your logo. And there's a lot of companies that do premiums and promotions and giveaways, or you could, you know, shop on home plates and 
and search out the type of product that's going to really fit your brand. Yeah. So you can do kind of a print on demand service or you could do something even yes. more custom. Yeah. And right. I think Googling that is probably a good place to start. What if you want to know how competitive the product is? Like well, there's a lot of other competition out there that's doing the same thing and maybe you don't want to go there. Is that something you look at? Yes, I do. And like, for instance, like if somebody is coming to your site, you already have them. You already have them as a follower. And in other words, like your meal prep recipes and your brand and your style is going to be unique to you. I mean, let's say there's hundreds and hundreds of meal preppers. Everybody's a little bit different in the way they go about creating their strategy. So in other words, your products that you're going to create are going to be unique to you and how you sell them. So in other words, somebody that's doing meal prep for kids may not be doing the same type of meal prep as somebody that is dealing with working millennials that want to bring their lunch to work. So in the marketplace now, if we look anywhere on Amazon or anywhere in any store, you're going to see hundreds of different water bottles. And it's really up to you how to make it unique to your brand and your style. Yeah, definitely. Only we know how to put those special touches on our own things, right? Nobody can tell you how to put your own touch on something. Right. Like for instance, I'm doing a line of food storage containers and lunch bags. And I'm doing it for a couple of different types of companies right now. And yes, they are a lunch bag, but they're completely different because of the style of each of the companies and brands. Right. One is completely organic and is done in organic materials. And the other one is a uh, plastic. Yeah. Nice. So what do you recommend for maybe a product that someone has an idea for that needs to be completely manufactured from scratch? Well, it really depends on the budget. And there are some products, there are hundreds of thousands of products that are ready-made. But depending on the budget and depending on what types of modifications are needed, I would really have to take a look at that and seeing if there's something that we can modify inexpensively and what the investment is. Could you order, you know, a hundred of something or would you have to order a thousand of something? It really depends on the product itself. Okay. So it's just a case by case basis more for that sort of thing. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm currently modifying something from a client right now and that product does not have huge minimums, but some do. And it really depends on also, can we make something work that already exists? It really depends on the product. Yeah. So speaking specifically to food bloggers, because I know that food bloggers are going to start thinking in terms of food blogging and what makes our lives easier or maybe what makes someone who reads our blogs life easier. How do we figure out what those products are? Well, I think that we kind of touched on this briefly. The products that you are going to sell are something that naturally fits into your brand. Maybe it's something you're already using today. Do you work out and do you use the same water bottle all the time or the same mug or the same measuring ingredients or the same spatulas or the same utensils? For instance, maybe 
uh, food storage bags. I mean, they come in everything from, as I said, glass, you know, even silicone. You might want to just take a look at all of your affiliate links that you're currently using right now for other people's products and see what's the most popular. Or just look at what's in each of your recipes and what it is that you're promoting. Let's say you're doing pastry. That's going to probably be a very different type of a product that you might want to come up with. Maybe there's spatulas versus somebody that's going to do end up with kids meals. So it's really what is in each recipe that you're doing and what are the tips that you promote and what products go along with those that's going to start to give you a really good idea of what type of a product that you want to create. So in addition to just keeping an eye on the world around you and what people are saying, like we had talked about a little bit earlier, also keep an eye on your affiliate links, what you are linking to, what you are recommending within your blog posts and in your emails and your subscriber lists. Look inside your recipes. I love that recommendation, Barbara. That's such a great tip because we all have stuff that we recommend in our notes sections or within our posts mm-hmm. that we use all the time, maybe even unknowingly. There are plenty yes. of products that I talk about and I'm not an affiliate. <laughs> you know, I'm not promoting their affiliate link necessarily, but I right. love them. So just keeping an eye on the outside world, but also kind of what's going on inside of our blogs as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I really like that. And we mentioned this before, but just products that we use for photography. You developed a backdrop for photography. So tell us how you kind of figured out that people were needing that and how that process went. Oh, absolutely. So I inadvertently also became a food blogger. Oh. About a year ago. (laughs) Inadvertently became a food blogger. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I did. Okay. So this is what actually happened. And this is interesting about how doing one thing leads to another. Because I never in a a million years, even though I've been creating products since 1994, this is something, this opportunity to create this backdrop company came from a completely different area. So what happened was I always loved cooking. And when I became single after an 18-year relationship, ended, I kind of stopped eating. (laughs) I kind of pretty much, I just stopped cooking and I just didn't really want to go to all that trouble and fuss just for myself. So anyway, I was, you know, I'm fine now and everything is okay, but this is how I actually built a new company from this breakup. Wow. (laughs) So anyway, I was on Facebook and a friend of mine had mentioned this thing called the instant cut. I was like, well, what the hell is that? And they're making all these things. And I'm just, oh my God. And, and I was like, well, this kind of looks interesting. Now, my mother never actually had a pressure cooker or a crock pot. My mother, Bernice, never, never sure. had that. She was a fabulous, fabulous cook. And so what happened was I was like, well, this is kind of interesting. And I, and then all of a sudden I noticed like everybody on the planet is talking about yeah. instant pot. So I said, okay, I'm going to go get an instant pot. So I go get, and I'm thinking, well, Really, honestly, how much food could I make for one person? So I got the mini. Oh, right. Okay. So I ended up getting the three quart. And the thing, this like appliance changed my life. And I got like crazy obsessed <laughs> with this instant pot. And then, of course, knowing me, 
I was running out of food storage containers because I was making so much food and starting to have dinner parties again and really enjoying cooking and entertaining like I used to. I was running out of food storage containers and I said, well, what could I use? And I wanted something cute and fun and decorative and there was like nothing out there. So I think, well, where could I get that? And I went, oh, well, that would be me. <laughs> so I ended up creating this line of Instant Potluck. The name of the blog is Instant Potluck. Aww. And I ended up creating food storage containers that you could personalize with your name on oh, them. Wow. Because I was giving them as gifts. And so it kind of was also a throwback to my mother, Bernice, where when she would give everybody leftovers, she would use an old Cool Whip yes. and stick a piece of masking tape on it and write their name, Love Bernice. And so I wanted to kind of do a tribute to my mom. So that's why I created these that you could write your own names. You could write your oh, name on Oh, that's so, so cool. I created this line of products. Thank you. So I created these little food storage containers and a bunch of other little products. And everybody said, so I was going to have just a website selling these products. And everybody says, well, Barbara, you need a blog. I said, well, I don't want a blog. <laughs> they go, well, you're a writer. I said, well, I don't want to do that. They go, well, you need one. It's like, oh, all right, fine, I'll do it. So anyway, I ended up creating, now, I didn't even know what a food blog was. But people were telling you to make one. So, yeah, so people are telling me to make one. They go, you're funny, write one, whatever. So I go, okay, so cut to the chase. I do this food blog. And on it, I have all these cute little products and the little sleigh trays and the serving plates and some really fun salt and pepper shakes, just, you know, really cute little products. And they started to sell out and people just love them because everybody has potlucks and they wanted to give gifts of food. And okay, great. So that was fun. But what happened was I'm not a food photographer. I cook really great food. I started finding all of my mother's recipes. I started making them and I started really having fun in the kitchen again. But when I started looking at my pictures, they were so hideous <laughs> that I can't even, be, I mean, I am just not a photographer. So I had to hire food photographers and I was working with some really great people and I'm watching them schlep and lift these ridiculously heavy, crazy boards, yeah. slabs of marble and, and these crazy, like heavy wood things. And I said, my God, are you like getting a gold medal in weightlifting? <laughs> I mean, you're a food blogger and a photographer. So I was sitting sitting in my office and I was looking. I thought these people were like insane. Like I go, like everybody does this. They're like, yeah, pretty much. I said, well, that's stupid. So literally it was like I was sitting in my office and I went, well, I'll just make them. And I know every material known to man how to make a product that's going to work for a specific application just because I've been doing yeah. it so long. So I realized what is needed? They need to be ridiculously lightweight. They need to be 100% waterproof. They need to be completely stain resistant and virtually indestructible and non-glare. Yes. And like in about an hour, I created them and I launched my company at the Everything Food Conference in Wow. May. That's very inspiring. I love that you kind of wrapped your head around like what qualities you knew that would be needed and then just yes. established that and then kind of just launched into it. Absolutely. And it's really simple. I mean, people think it's very daunting to create your own product. And I mean, the thing is doing it 
It's not creating it. It's like people, this is one of the things that actually I was talking to somebody a few months back and they said, it's in my five-year plan. Yeah. I go, what are you doing Tuesday? <laughs> what are you waiting five years? No, I mean, it's like crazy because from my creating Instant Potluck, which by the way is being rebranded into, believe it or not, my mother Bernice, mm. because basically what I'm doing is I'm taking her recipes, her traditional, wonderful recipes, and I'm also making them in the Instant oh, Pot. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and I'm doing a cookbook, which is going to be coming out, and that's kind of another wow. project. But one of the things, I would never have created these backdrops if I had not done the other thing mm. first. So I never knew that creating a backdrop company was going to be there. So when you have an idea to do something, yeah. do it. So true. And I think we're all so good at not doing it or putting things off. I just read a quote literally this morning. It went something like, someday is not a day in the week. So I hate exactly. the word someday personally, because for me, that means like never. <laughs> if you say like, oh, someday I'll have X or do X, that basically means that you are planning to never do it because someday is not achievable. I like what you said, Barbara. How about Tuesday? Sounds good. <laughs> make a plan and make it happen. Well, that's my that's my mantra because, like, also in five years I could be dead. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I hate to say that, but the thing is, like, I don't know where. Like, everybody is worried about like what they're doing now, but if what they're doing now and they're worrying about it, then something's not working. Yeah. And, you know, I see so many people spinning their wheels like, oh, my God, I've got to get like X amount of traffic to my blog so I could get this advertiser. Yeah. Well, the thing is, do you really want those advertisers on your blog distracting from your blog? Uh, the question of the century. And a lot of people are making a lot of money doing that. So if that's working for you. Do it. But the thing is, there's other ways to go about it. And the thing is, like. When somebody comes to your website and you're giving away a lot of free stuff and you've got that pop-up that comes up to join my mailing list. Well, the thing is, people don't know if they want to join your mailing list until they see what you have to offer. So they're obviously going there for some reason because maybe they want to read that recipe. Yeah. Get them to your recipe first. And then, you know, the thing is, you might have this product that you want to give away. Because you really value that follower and you want to turn them into a customer. So a lot of having custom products is also to generate brand awareness and use these as premium and promotional items. Yeah, I love that. So not necessarily. And that's a huge way to build a following. Yeah, huge. not necessarily starting with like a big product that you're going to sell, create and sell, but maybe just starting with a product that you can use as a giveaway item for people who come to your site and see that you're trustworthy and appreciate you. Send them that little token of thanks for coming and looking. And that could be really anything because the sky is the limit with food related and blogging related items. Absolutely. Send them your salt and pepper shakers yeah. that you've created. Because the next time they're going to come back and they're going to buy. Yeah. Um, they appreciate those little tokens. You know, because let's say it's even five bucks. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just picking a number. And then the thing is, that this is one other thing that's really important to stress. You want their email. When you're selling something on Amazon, it's the Amazon's client, not yours. You don't have their email yeah. address. You can't email them. Right. So if every social media thing went down, you know, or went out, you're relying on them. Yeah. 
You want their email. So you want to build a relationship with them. And if it means sending them a gift, send it to them as if for signing up or send it your salt and pepper shakers or your Swedish dishcloth, whatever it is that you want, a fabulous mug with a really funny saying on it or whatever it is that is in your wheelhouse. Let's say you have silicone food storage bags. Yeah. For them to take their lunch in. There's a million, million different products that you could use as a giveaway or to sell. I experimented with this a little bit early on in my blogging career. And I have a friend who runs a promotional products business. So it was kind of like a no brainer. Like I would test some things out. So I did like the standard, you know, put my logo on a pen. I did a t-shirt. I did measuring spoons. But the Uh one product that really just like killed it that people loved was a little phone stand that had my logo on it. And people loved it because I'm a recipe blog. So when they're in the kitchen looking at my recipe on their phone or their iPad, they can set it on the stand. And I have people ask me all the time, do you have any more of those phone stands? And I'm like, wait, you're not going to believe this. I'm staring at one right now because I oh, make really? those. Oh, really? <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes. But, but they're valuable. Because you're, and you're looking at it every single day. They're looking at that and your website yeah. address. Yep. That's brilliant. I love that, that you do that because I have mine here sitting right here on my desk. Yeah, it is. It's something I have one on my desk. I have them all over my house. I have one in my kitchen and I look at it all yep. the time. So my logo is probably ingrained in a lot of people's heads without them even knowing it. But that's good. That's what we're wanting. We're wanting to get our names and our brands out there. Absolutely. Here's something crazy too. Every single person has a cell phone. Yeah. What's the most annoying thing that happens when you don't have it charged? A battery charger. Oh, that's a good idea. With your logo I mean, that's something that's just like a great Mm, piece of swag. And that thing is going to be in their hand for the rest of their lives. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, little things like that that you really don't think about. And that's why we kind of talked Mm -hmm. about this early on in our conversation, just keeping an eye, really like a detailed, focused eye on every single thing you're looking at throughout the day and kind of go from there. Do you think that this is something that all bloggers should consider or is this more for like okay absolutely so you think even if someone is just jumping into the scene oh no i think it's for this is what the beauty is this okay i have a thing of who should be selling custom products okay anybody with even a couple of 100 followers are starting out to tens of thousands because the thing is if you only are just starting out you need something unique to either give away or that is so unique to your product that's going to increase your following. Or if you already have tens of thousands of followers, it's time to increase your brand. Stop selling other people's products. Anybody that has an email list or wants to build their email list, anybody that's selling, and we've covered this, anybody that's selling other people's products. Again, OXO is great, and so are a lot of other food storage containers. But, you know, the thing is, you could really have your own. Unless you're making so much money then stick with that then get another product anybody that has brands already reaching out to you to promote their products and as you said anybody that asks you where you got something yeah that you've showcased on on your blog or on social media so really it's for everybody 
even when like I was at the conference recently, for instance, you know, obviously, you know, I hand everybody my business card. I also hand somebody my pen. Yes. I also have hand sanitizer. People keep in their purse. I even have, believe it or not, this is something really fun that I do a lot. You can make cookies with your logo embedded or chocolate bars or candies or mints. You can even give away a cute little food product with your logo. So when you meet somebody, you give them a little Right, and that's right up everyone's alley who's listening right now. Anything food related, right? Absolutely. You could just give away a little something. Yeah. I mean, I could come up with a million things. Now that we're chatting, I'm like, oh my gosh, what about this? What about that? I look at that every day. I use this every day. So just get your wheels turning and think about, you know, think about this, like give it some actual thought. And I think that you could come up with some really good ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is for everybody, not just for bloggers who have been in the game for a long time. But even if you're just starting, that might be a really good time to do it because you want to get your name out there. I liked your idea about pens. I did that too in the beginning. I got a ton of, I think I ordered like 500 or a thousand pens. I mean, something ridiculous, but I got rid of them all. I would just go to random places and like leave my pen. And then my dad was kind of (laughs) like, he's always my cute little advocate. He'll be like, give me some more pens. I'll go throw them around town. And so just any chance you can get, toss little nuggets. Right, of, or at special yeah. events. You're right, at blogger events. Oh, absolutely. Throw them in the swag yeah. bags. That's an inexpensive way to, you know, when you go to any type of conference or any type of event, bring something with you that has your name on it. Like, you know, food products are great, but like, I'll eat the cookie right away. But it does stand in your mind. You know, everybody loves something food related. But yeah, pens, there's just a ton of different things that you, you know, what's also fun on the back of your cell phone, you know, the little pop ups. Oh, sure. Yeah, Those are that's really a great fun. idea Those too. Great gifts because again, it's in their hand every day. Yeah, and when you go to a conference, like you and I were just at one last week, and they have the wall of swag, and you can fill up your bag with all those fun little things. That's where you kind of take note too, like those little gadgets where you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is so valuable!" But I never would have thought yes. of it. There were a handful of those things that we grabbed at the conference that I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" Absolutely, those are really yeah. fun. Okay, so now you've got a set of products or a product established in your mind that you want to create and you do it. Now we're ready to sell the product or yeah, this is kind of more speaking to people who want to sell a product because giveaways are easy. You just give them away as needed. But if you're selling a product, where should we focus our selling efforts? Because selling can be really hard, especially for food bloggers, because we have a very full schedule. We don't have time for much. And we've all heard horror stories about Etsy and how impossible it is to sell anything there. So can you give us any pointers you have for getting a product out into the world and spreading the word about it? Absolutely. Well, first of all, people are already coming to your blog. And people are, if anybody is promoting products on affiliate links, people are already buying from you. So there's a number of different ways you can do this. You can sell it right there on your blog or your website. You could sell it on Instagram, on Facebook. There's outlets now called Comment Sold or Buy It Live or on Amazon. So if you're sending people over to Amazon, why not have them go to your Amazon link? Or if you have an Amazon shop, or if you just create a product page on your blog of all of your products, 
you know, maybe you mix it, you know, maybe you are selling somebody else's spices that, you know, you make a lot of money from or whatever. You should really set up a product page, whether they're for your affiliate link, if you are making a lot of money or put your own products and create your own product page of things you love. Yeah. And have just a link ready to buy and boom, you're selling right there. Or in the actual blog post, you might have a link to that particular product of yours and you'd send them right over to checkout. And just, I personally recommend Shopify. Okay. That's a good recommendation. You also don't need to have a whole website. You can just do a sales to do that. You can just have it, sell it right on Instagram or on Facebook and it's just right there so they're not clicking all over. And then a lot of people, I have not done this yet because this is not really my model, but a lot of people are doing very well with this thing called comment sold, or as I said, this thing called buy it live. Okay. Those are great things to look at. And of course, Amazon, I mean, I'm not like the biggest fan of that, but if you're already selling there or you're buying there, definitely open an account as a seller. So there are a lot of options available. Obviously, Shopify is a pretty Mm -hmm. popular one these days. Amazon shop or just selling right from your blog. Do you notice that there is one over the other that's most successful that people tend to buy from more readily? I don't because it really, for instant potluck, I have a shop attached to my blog. And then for best ever backdrops, you just shop right there. And none of my products for best effort backdrops, because it's so customized, are on Amazon. So really, thousands of people are now just buy directly from my website. Yeah, that's perfect. Because they're there. I mean, that's the, exactly. they go there and that's what they buy. Same with my instant potluck. I just have they're there. And then they see it and they go and they go and they buy. Especially if it's a type of recipe or process that you're doing a lot and people are reading it and you know that people are engaging in it, then do more of that, basically. Like if you're using your Instant Pot a lot, like you were saying, Barbara, create a product based around that. Yeah. Yes. So just keeping your eyes open, lots of paying attention to the details here for this whole process sure. <laughs> from creating right, I mean, and if selling. You look at your most, yeah, I mean, if you look at your very, your most popular recipe, let's say there's one that has just gone viral. You've got the Pinterest or whatever. Go look at what is in that post. Yeah. That you could create. I love that. And we kind of do that with other things as well. Like we are always told, take your most popular posts and go look in them and then create more of that or create similar things based on like what SEO, what Google wants. So same thing with products. Go there and kind of see what's yep. inside of there. What, I don't know, Dutch oven did you use or just exploring what is inside those top five posts. I have five posts that have been in my top five. They have not changed in years. I'm talking like years. Mm -hmm. So there's something to that. There's something in there that people are liking and don't eliminate the possibility that a product could be involved. Absolutely. Like for instance, one of the photographers that I was doing, okay, this is like my first thing. It's hysterical. My applesauce recipe went viral. Nice. It's a no peel apples. You throw it in the Instant Pot in three minutes. You have the best applesauce you've ever had. Well, this thing was better than watching Netflix. <laughs> when I first came out with this, I was just watching the people go to my site and people were out of their minds. <laughs> and one of the shots, it was insane. I was like, oh, well, 
I guess I was good to have a blog. I mean, again, I was like, people don't want to create products. I didn't want to yeah. create a blog. <laughs> but one of the things that we shot them in a couple of things, one that we shot them in the little containers that I sell. And one of them we shot in my little mini Dutch ovens, oh. which I also oh. sell. So that's what made me oh, think cool. of it because my applesauce in my mini Dutch oven that people are like obsessed yeah. with. So I sell the little cute, they're two little sizes and then people just love them. So I sell those. Wow. You're so inspiring. I just love that you find these things that just work and that you make it work even more. <laughs> find something. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's really inspiring. So I know that you're needing to go and I don't want to infringe on your time too much today, but do you have just a few minutes to share about your company, Private Label Brand Academy, and what food bloggers specifically can expect if they want to dive into that. Absolutely. I'm launching the, well, actually, at, I think I was at Inspired Home oh, sure. last year. And I was talking with a blogger who said, Barbara, you have got to create a course. Again, I go, I don't want to create a course. <laughs> and, and here we go again. So they go, look, I see, I don't know that what I know people don't know because I can do this. I, I always joke. I create products like people change their sweater. <laughs> I do that all day. I mean, it's really simple. And so what I did was I realized as I got more and more involved in this community and after I created the backdrops is I realized that people are spinning their wheels and promoting people other than themselves. So I created a course called Private Label Brand Academy. And it's going to launch, I think it's launching like October 15th. And it's an online course that basically walks you through how to create your own products. And what I'm also going to be doing, and I'm not sure exactly when, because I'm in the middle of, of putting this together, I'm going to be having here in Chicago, some private workshops with eight to 10 people. And we're going to do two days and you're going to walk out of there with your own product, oh, wow. create your own product. So not sure where we're going to be doing that. But right now, if people want to just go sign up to do the course online, that's coming out and they can just go there and check it out. And if you go to that page, Private Label Brand Academy, we'll kind of walk you through what the course okay. entails. And we will have all of that information on your show notes page for anyone who's interested I wanted to point out one thing that you have said repeatedly that I think is really important for people to hear. Stop selling other people's products. I love that. I think that's kind of a theme. And another theme that I've noticed, Barbara, is that you going through kind of your history and things that you've created. And I've noticed the theme of I don't want to fill in the blank. And those things that you didn't want to do that you out loud stated, I don't want to build a course. I don't want to create a course. Those were the things mm -hmm. that you needed to do. Right. And I built products and brands from that because everybody says, I don't want to do that. I don't know how to do that. Well, if you build it, it'll and happen. And if you build it, other things will be built off of it. Yeah. Exactly. That's such a great thing to keep in my mind. And I'm so glad we had this chat today. I think it was just really valuable and it gave me a new perspective on just really going about my day and seeing what products are around me and everything we've talked about. I just really appreciate you being here and taking the time 
Oh, I'm so glad yeah. you asked me. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, this yeah, is great. this was really fun. I think that food bloggers are going to find lots of value in this as well. So thank you. I will let you go about your day. But before you go, do you have a favorite quote or any words of inspiration to share with our fellow food bloggers? Yes, I do. My mother, Bernice, who is my inspiration, she used to say, if zucchini can be pasta, you can be anything. <laughs> and I'll leave you with that. Oh, my goodness. Okay, how am I supposed to finish? That was amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. Which, by the way, are on her new line oh of Oh, my mugs. gosh. That is incredible. No, I love it so much. If you go over to Insta, Bernice has a collection of mugs now with her sayings. There's one I'm not going to say because she tended to drop the Oh, F-bomb. yeah. Maybe leave so that one off. look at that later. But if zucchini can be pasta, you can be anything, people. I love it. Okay. That's so Barbara has a list of favorite resources relating to today's topic. And also you can find all of the information about her academy on her show notes page. And you can find that at eatblogtalk.com forward slash Barbara Hobart. Barbara, tell my listeners the best place to find you online. Two places, besteverbackdrops.com, homeplatewholesale.com, instantpotluck.co. And what am I missing? Do you have an Instagram handle? Yes, at besteverbackdrops. Perfect. And the other one is at instantpotluck. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm excited to go check all of those out. So inspiring. Oh, and privatelabelbrandacademy.com. Okay. Yep. And all of that will be on your show notes page. So should be covered there. But thank you again, Barbara. And yes. Oh, my God. It was so wonderful to chat with you. Totally agreed. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.